What is up, you sexy bastards? It is your boy, Fast and Furious 40. Actually, I'm 41. AKA Rabbi Can't Lose, AKA Noah Kagan. Today I'm joined by myself. <laughs> I want to show you behind the scenes of the exact marketing plan I'm using on Million Dollar Weekend, the book, calling it the Million Dollar Marketing. And my good best friend, Adam Gilbert, emailed me this morning and he said, the way you're running your book marketing reminds me of something Barack Obama said when he was running for president. Someone asked him about his leadership skills. He said, watch how I run my campaign. That always stuck with me. You're releasing a book and doing everything you can to make it successful. Thank you, Adam. And this show is showing you the exact playbook so that you can copy it for yourself, whether you're writing a book, whether you're doing YouTube, which I've used on YouTube, whether you're doing an e-commerce business, which is the same playbook I've done at AppSumo.com. All this is very in detail in chapter eight called The Growth Machine of Million Dollar Weekend. If you have not pre-ordered the book, this is the time to go do it right now. Don't worry about how. We'll actually need a how purchase it. But go to milliondollarweekend.com and pre-order the book. We have insane exclusives that I will never do again for people who take action and grab the book today. We have Hang Out With Me in Barcelona. We have a virtual launch party. We have my signature, which was really, really fun to do, as well as a lot of other amazing things. Plus, more importantly, you can change your own life in 48 hours or less. And that's going to be really special for yourself. So again, milliondollarweekend.com. Go pre-order. In this conversation, you're going to learn three gigantic things. Number one, the five-step marketing plan that we're actually doing. You can copy a lot of things there. Number two, how do you actually set goals and timelines for your marketing plan? And number three, how do we do a lot of our partnerships for this book? You're going to hear a lot of things about partnerships that you can copy in your own business. You're going to enjoy that, plus a bunch more ear nuggets along the way. If you enjoyed this and you want to hear more behind the scenes of creating this book, go back and listen to last week's episode with Tal Roz, the superstar famous writer and good-looking bald guy just like myself. He wrote Never Split the Difference. That is episode 334 in the feed. It's really fascinating behind the scenes of how do you actually create a best-selling book from a best-selling author. Also, a special pre-show shout-out to listener Jeff Loveland. He said, top-notch, insightful, and very funny. Happy to recommend it. Jeff, I'm happy to recommend you, my friend. And thank every other one of you gorgeous listeners. I love you. And if you want to invite to Loveland where Jeff is from, or you want to feature on the show, just leave a review or a comment anywhere online. We check every single one of them. All right, one of our amazing listeners, Jenny Wood from itsjennywood.com, emailed me a bunch of questions about Million Dollar Weekend, and they're really good questions, so I thought, hey, let me actually make a podcast and share behind the scenes even more. Last week, you heard me and Tal Raz talk about the writing process. Now I want to share, because I thought this was so fascinating, and I never really heard anyone talking about it, the economics and how all of it worked with your PR, with your agents, with the publishers with the universe. So let's jump in to the questions that Jenny Wood asked. So Jenny Wood's first question is launch. What are the best places to spend money and the worst? Instead of just talking about the money, I'm gonna talk about my strategy of how we are thinking about this launch, which is going on right now so you can see how it's all happening. Now, within the book world, and frankly, within any business world, there's a launch. And so within books, why do people care about launches? I said launches, but it really launches so much is that there's these lists. And for a lot of authors, what you do is you try to get on a list and then you could put that on your title. You can update your LinkedIn bio and now you can charge an extra one, two, three, four K when you go do speaking. That's literally why most people do it. And so the list that most people try to get on was the Wall Street Journal, which actually went away. I don't know if you know that. And I'm a huge Wall Street Journal reader. It's my favorite thing to do Saturday mornings, but that list is gone. The only list you can get on now really that's super impressive for people is the New York Times. For myself, 
I'm not super motivated. My list is the book, Million Dollar Weekend. So first off, I want to make sure I put out an amazing book. And if I'm proud of it and y'all read it and loved it and took action for yourself, that's the best list I can be on. For a lot of people that want to be on the list, and if I end up getting on the list, that sounds great. What's crazy about these lists is that generally right now, I just heard from another author last week who made it to the list. They sold around 12,000 books within seven days. So that's why a lot of authors, when you hear them on podcasts or when you see them on social media, they're trying to sell maybe 10 to 15,000. And a lot of it is hard copy, meaning the physical book, and specifically within America. The list does not generally count outside of America. I still love everyone globally, even the aliens. I don't know. I don't like them. So in terms of spending money, this is really like the biggest thing for authors in general, but specifically it's about marketing. And so in the book, we have a chapter called The Growth Machine. And a lot of this is the same exact playbook I've done at AppSumo.com. I've done on our YouTube channel. I'm doing with the book and what I recommended for Jenny and for all of y'all to do in all your businesses, whether it's a book or not. Start with the goal. So our number one goal for Million Dollar Weekend was to get a thousand reviews. And we have a list of literally a thousand people. You guys are also gorgeous. Dieter, thank you. Jason, thank you. Janine Weiss, thank you. We have a list of a thousand people and I'm literally gonna call, email, text, snail mail them and say, hey, just please leave a review within seven to 30 days after the book launches. That's it. So that goal is completed and I feel really confident about that. So now our next goal is within seven days of launch, selling 25,000 books. So Again, in all of your businesses, whether it's an e-commerce business, shout out chomps.com, I know Pete listens to the show, or whether you have a service business, or whether you have an agency business, whether you're a software business, have a very clear goal and a clear timeline. Now for spending money to hit this 25,000, there's just a lot. So maybe let me give you some of the high level things to really be thinking about. So how we broke this down for the 25,000 is that we worked backwards. This is, again, growth machines, what I talk about in the book, I break it down for you very in detail and give you a lot of templates and examples. To get 25,000 sales, which I thought, hey, originally I said 10,000, but I talked to Ramit Sethi, a good buddy, and I highly recommend his book, I Will Teach You To Be Rich. I said 10,000, he said, hey, why not at least see what 25,000 will look like and what you need to do that and push yourself to see if that's possible. And if you can't do it, fine, but at least see what it would take to get there. So we, we started with the 25,000, which was very ambitious. And a lot of times with marketing, what I like to do is go to the buffet, taste a lot of things, notice what's actually really delicious, aka what's working, and then really double down on that. At AppSumo, we called this test and invest, and then double down. And so we came up with five key strategies for actually marketing the book. Number one is the audience. So you gorgeous listeners. So email list, social list, that sounded weird, <laughs> podcast, YouTube. What is everything in our control? And this is one of the key things in a lot of businesses. We're doing things so far out of our control. If this one person finally agrees to do it, I'll make my big break. I hate kissing ass. And it's not that I won't. I've definitely kissed a lot of ass. Sometimes it's fun to kiss people's ass. But it's just, how do you do things more within your own control that you're not dependent on anyone else? And that's a lesson I learned very early on in business. I was building Facebook apps on, on Facebook. So it's not when I was working there, but we were building the games and building on Facebook. And they decided to ban us one day. And I was like, oh, wow, they really controlled our business. We had no autonomy about our success. And so a lot of times in business, specifically after that lesson, how do I have more control over the things I'm doing? So number one was, what is everything within my own audience, you people, that I can communicate with? And that is my primary number one. The second thing is AppSumo.com. So I work at AppSumo.com. I help start AppSumo.com. We have millions of people a month buying through AppSumo.com. And this is one of the things in marketing most people are missing out on. How do you do things that you have your own advantages in? So a lot of times people are trying to go, let me go post on Reddit. Let me try to build up a social media presence. You already have a LinkedIn list. You already have a phone book on your phone. 
that you can literally go through every single one of these contacts. So again, think about what's already in your network that you can leverage. So within AppSumoSpecifically.com, we're doing two key pieces. Number one, we're giving out the book to a lot of our plus, which is our VIP customers. So if you're a VIP customer over at AppSumo or an AppSumo Plus customer, thank you so much. It's 99 bucks a year. We're giving it as a perk. So we've been able to hook up these people, not all of them, but that's definitely a substantial amount. So again, the goal is 25,000 sales within a week. I think we budgeted 14,000 from my own audience. Will it hit that number? I think it'll end up doing maybe seven to nine, but it's pretty still insane numbers. A lot of that is coming through the bundle sales and through the launch team. So the bundle sales, if you go to milliondollarweekend.com, you'll see we have like the Weekend Warrior, the Founder, and we got a lot of our customer feedback about what kind of things they'd want in the bundle. We had a lot of things that I was like, oh, they're going to love this. Like we had some other courses. And what I looked for is what are the things that everyone's like, oh, I want that. And we kind of just removed all the other parts. And this has been such a part of Million Dollar Weekend, part of the process that I teach and part of the process that I just loved doing is just involve your customers in the process. Doesn't mean you do everything they want because that shit would be crazy. But include them in it. It's fun. Why not? Don't make it a surprise when you actually deliver what you're delivering and then you don't know if they actually want it. They're going to tell you. Just cheat. This is where cheating's good. Your teacher would want you to do it. Professor Noah says it's okay. So within Dork, we're, we're targeting 14,000. I, I think we can end up with 10. But in our bundles, a lot of those sales are from people buying 1,500 books and 3,000 books, which I don't know what they're going to do with 3,000 books. Like, I don't even know how I would give out 3,000 of them. And those are application only. But from our earlier numbers, which is one, two, and 10 books, I think we'll, we'll do a decent amount. With AppSumo, we've budgeted around 7,500 to 10,000 books. And a lot of those are given out to our plus customers and we're help covering the cost of that. And then we're gonna have a subsidized version for some of our non-plus customers. And then we're doing a launch campaign, launch week through AppSumo where we're paying our ambassadors. So that's been one of our huge marketing techniques for the company is finding up and coming video creators and sponsoring them. And so we're gonna be incentivizing them with money saying, hey, do a book unboxing and make a video about what you think about Million Dollar Weekend. So the concept for you is that you might be, maybe you don't work at AppSumo and, and that's cool too, but you do have an audience that you can influence. You do have a company or you have coworkers or you have colleagues. How do you start building up things within that sphere a lot earlier? One of the key, key, key pieces, and I've, I just talked about it, is building a launch team. So I posted on Twitter, hey, I'm building a launch team, DM me. And I personally DM'd every single person and I said, Hey, I'd really love you in my launch team. The only thing I ask is you leave a review and you pre-order the book and you're going to get all these things from being a part of the launch team. And that, I think we got around 1,300 people and that has been one of the instrumental game changers of the whole book process. It's also been super fun to interact with a lot of these people. I just was talking with Seamus. I was just talking with Felipe. I was just talking with all of them. A lot of times in business, all these people are talking about scale and they're talking about, and then you hear the other side, Paul Graham, like do things that don't scale. And it's like, literally just talk to people one by one. That's it. If you want a lot of success, just talk and help a lot of people. And that's definitely something that I'm calling out because I've talked about this and I don't think people have really heard it and that's okay, but I do think a few people like you will and I think you'll get results. And so what that means in your business, whether you're doing a book or whatever you're doing, how do you build a little board? How do you build a community? How do you build even a WhatsApp group of your best or even earliest customers just to interact with them? And I think you'll be surprised when you have ideas, you can just bounce it off them. Or they have questions or they're doing their business, they bounce it off you. And then you think, oh, I can help them more in the future with that. Number three was the top 10. So this is something I was influenced by Chet Holmes. A lot of book sales happen through podcasts. And if you think about it, my good buddy Ali Abdul, 5 million email subscribers, 5 million YouTube subscribers. He went on podcasts. And if you think about this, why do so many authors go on podcasts? And the reality is, is that that's the audience who's buying books. 
right? Like YouTubers is such a, it's a huge array of super young to super old worldwide. But a lot of people who will listen to a podcast will also buy an audiobook. Shout out Ryan Moran, 12 Months to a Million. He was the one that really got me recognizing that is that they're on an audio format or they're, I would say, sophisticated, just like you are. You're an educated person. I would bet majority of you are either college educated or you're an active book reader or book buyer. And so that is why a lot of authors do it. You can also, there's leverage in it. Like you can go on, yesterday I did four shows in the day. And that's a pretty interesting distribution. And uh, I'll talk about that in just a little bit. But the thing that inspired me from Chet Holmes is what is my top 10 or what he calls it is his dream 100. What I like to call it is my dream 10. So who are the dream 10 shows? Like if I can only do 10, what are the dream 10 shows that I should do? So here's my top 10 shows. I'll just shout them out to you. Pat Flynn, Smart Passive Income, Jordan Harbinger Show, Art of Manliness, Tim Ferriss, Ali Abdal, Ramit Sethi, School of Greatness, Lewis Howes, My First Million, How I Built This Guy Roz, and Diary of a CEO. Now, there is a, a massive list. I think we have 100 total podcasts that we're aiming to be on. But if I can only do 10, what are the 10? I'm not going to tell you which ones I got on. You'll have to hear when the, the book and the launch actually happens. But I was rejected a lot. Just to give you a context, a lot of these did not say yes. And a lot of these did. And one of the key things about this is that as I was doing promotion, and get, and y'all, this is applies no matter what business you're running. I'm just sharing about this book marketing plan, but this is the same type of marketing you can do on all the businesses that you have or you want to start. Two key parts about the Dream 10. Number one, I asked them in June. We're now in January. So seven months. I gave them a heads up. A lot of times when people want to get on my show or people want help with marketing, they're asking me the week of, the month of. That is really, 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 really late. So think about how you get ahead of it. Number two, you have to ask a few times. These people are really busy. And I was surprised how many times I emailed and they're like, oh man, it got lost. Yeah, of course I got you. And then I'd say the last thing, and this is something I cover in section eight of the book, which is how to grow your businesses, is how can you connect with prefluencers? So a lot of these people, let's take Jordan Harbinger. I've known this guy now 10 years. We were buddies. I hang out at his house. We had lunch a month ago. I didn't meet him initially, but like, he's going to be big. I just liked his show. He interviewed me a long time ago and we've stayed friends. So who are people on the come up that you can connect with now that later are going to help you out or you can help them out just as much. That's strategy number three, which is your dream 10. Now, number four, I would say, is my prefluencer strategy and launch? And look, I'm not even talking about spending money. That was one of the original questions Jenny was asking here is spending money and the worst. And I can talk about that in the book, but I haven't even spent any money on these things yet besides AppSumo buying books to give out. Number four is the prefluencer section. So a lot of this is who are all the people that are easier for me to connect with share the book, and potentially get them to promote it to their audiences. And again, a lot of these people are ones I've connected with or I've promoted over the past 15 years. And some of them are also more recent. I've got to meet, you know, Nick from Book Thinkers. I got to meet Paul Millard. Just sent him a book and he actually tweeted about it. I didn't ask for that. A lot of times my messaging specifically is, hey, I love what you're doing. I'm working on this upcoming book. I'd love to send it to you because I think you're going to really enjoy it. No pressure. Yay or nay? Question mark. There's a woman named Rose Hahn. Her YouTube channel about personal finance is fire. I highly recommend it. She actually read the book. I also sent her a little gift. I love gift giving. Sent her some coffee cups because I noticed she likes coffee, the glass fellows cups. Gift giving is super cool. I love gift giving. And she's like, oh my God, can I write about it? And I was like, can you wait till 1.30? So then next up in our list was like this next pretty much 150 people that were, I would say, are prefluencers. So this could be Steve Cam, Donald Miller, Amanda Holmes, Tropical MBA guys, Indie Hackers, Nick Sharma, Ryan Dice, Andrew Chen, Nathan Berry, a lot of different people. And a lot of them said no. <laughs> but what's fascinating in how we did this is that we, we tracked messaging once, twice, confirmed. 
and then any notes along the way. We just use a Google spreadsheet. There is, uh, in the future, if you guys want this, let me know and I'll actually share the, literally all the details of our launch plan, if that's something you want. Maybe if you buy a bunch of books and you bug me about it, I'll actually give you the, the exact stuff. But this is what we did as number four. And this seems to be working really well. One of the things in marketing, especially if you're working with other people and asking them things, send them a calendar invite to remind them to do the action. I think this is kind of like a subtle trick, I would say, so that on January 30th when the book launches, they have a thing in their calendar. Oh yeah, let me tweet about Noah. Because you know why? Everyone cares about themselves more than they care about me, which they should. And secondly, they're busy. We're all busy. You're busy. You have time to listen to the show, but that's awesome. But maybe you got things going on that day. Your husband's complaining. You're, you've, someone at the company quit. You got a fire to put out, maybe literally or figuratively. Send Cal invites. Help make it easy for people to do that. So as an example of that, Justin Welsh, super popular guy on LinkedIn, really, really sharp. I've had him on the show, one of the most popular episodes we've had. A lot of times when you're asking someone to do something, don't make them do work. So when I emailed Justin Welsh, I said, let me send you the book. I'd love to see if you like it. And I say, hey, if you want to promote it on LinkedIn, if you actually like the book, I'll create the copy based on what I already know you do. I'll create your images, I'll create your text, and that'll make it easy for you to do it. You see what I'm doing there? I'm not giving him work. I'm giving him something that he's like, oh shit, you're helping me create the thing that I can now promote and it'll make it easy for me to look good. And then by the, whatever the word is, because I can't think right now, it's too early. I was up late. Uh, that make it good for Noah too, byproduct. Hell yeah. This is the same stuff I've done at AppSumo, which is an $80 million of your business, just for y'all like thinking like, I know it's a book launch. Whatever business you're doing, this is the marketing of the book launch. And at AppSumo, I would give companies emails and I'd say, hey, send this email to your audience. And it would be an email that make it easy for them to be successful. And guess what? They would come buy from AppSumo. And then the last one is relevant book buys. So this is only asking friends, company sponsors. So I looked up anyone who's ever sponsored me on YouTube or on this podcast, and I made a list of them. And I don't want to ask people to buy a thousand copies. This is a super sneaky thing. So when you come out with a book, if you ever get a book with a traditional publisher, I'm with Penguin, which is the number one publishing house, you get two or three of these guys that'll message you and they'll say, hey, I can get you on the list. And what they do is they go and have people buy the books for you and you pay them $100,000. And those books go into a storage unit or a warehouse and they get burned or thrown away in the recycling a year later. And I had zero interest in doing that. I wanted to get books in the hands of people who want to change their lives in a weekend. And so I was not interested in just asking. I could easily have a lot of people just go buy thousands of books for me. And I did not do that at all. So what I did was I made a list of everyone in the past who's ever sponsored or who ever contributed money or has an audience of entrepreneurs who I think might want the book. So let me give some shout outs. This is the Tropical MBA guys bought 100 to give to their members, the Dynamite Circle, Rob Walling, Super uh, Starbs for the Rest of Us, Andrew Darian, E-Commerce Fuel, David Hauser, Chomps.com bought 100 to give out to his customers, Chris Cunningham from ClickUp.com. So these are people who have relevant audiences. I'm not asking to buy thousands. I think David bought 50. These other guys bought 100, which is 3,000 bucks. It's not cheap, but I don't want 1,000 books to go in a closet. I want 1,000 books to go into someone's hand that actually they'll take action on and change their lives. And so I made a list of that. And again, one thing that I, I just got to share, not all of this happened, meaning not all these people bought and did it. I asked and I got rejected. And that's literally why chapter two of the book is how do you get better and more comfortable with asking? Whether you're asking people to buy your book, buy your service, buy your cookies, buy your, you know, mybodytutor.com fitness service, whether you're buying software, whatever it is, it's an ask. And the billionaires of the earth are like Larry Allison, John Paul DeJoria, they're great at sales. That's what Richard Branson, great at sales. And what is a sale? It's an ask. And so that is why I literally dedicated a chapter how to make, how to get good at that, because that's what 
a lot of success is and a lot of what business really is. So in terms of spending money, there really isn't a ton that I spent money on through these things. I would say one of the best money I spent overall was hiring a dedicated book marketer. So shout out Tommy Dixon. Let me give his Substack. It's substack.com slash at Tommy Dixon, D-I-X-O. And he's a, he's a strong writer. So I emailed my audience and said, and this is in April of last year, saying I'm looking for a book marketer and had a bunch of people apply. Two people bailed. I think people think, oh, you get to some level and it's always easy. And, and yeah, some things are easy. And yes, I do, some things can be easier. But you still are going to get rejected. You're still going to have problems. And so two people bailed out, which really hurt my feelings. Hurt my feelings. It was real. <laughs> Can't imagine this in your guys' ears listening to this stuff. But Tommy came through, and so he started in May. And so that is definitely, I would say, him and then the social media team. Jay Yang, you can check him out on Twitter, and Sylvie Bryant. 100% been the best money. And so Tommy has been essential in getting all these spreadsheets going, getting all of the writing drafts going, getting the landing page, milliondollarweekend.com going. Shout out Garrett Grimm. You're the man for helping put that all together. The team around that has definitely, number one, been the best money. The way the economics of a book deal happen, you take a proposal, you pitch it to a bunch of publishers, and then they offer you a lot of money, depending on how much they think you're going to sell. The agent, Lisa Demona, is amazing. They take 15% right off the top. And then you basically get four installments of the advance. You get it right when you sign the agreement, first draft, launch day, and then a year after launch. So you actually don't get all the money up front. And I gave a lot of the money to Tall, Roz, who's amazing and, and 100% worth it. But it meant I didn't have a ton of cash available to really spend on a lot of things. But the money I did have was Tommy, Sylvie, Jay, Garrett a little bit uh, on the website. And that has been definitely the best money, just really getting organized. And, you know, I'm running AppSumo.com. I have the YouTube channel. I'm, I'm being a good boyfriend or do my best to be a good partner. Shout out Mafe. And so I needed someone to kind of think about, think about it this way. Most of the businesses I'm in, I have a CEO. Even though I'm the leader of it, there's a CEO day-to-day who's running the operations. It's a loan at AppSumo. It's Tommy on this project. And so he's been facilitating a lot of the organization, the meetings, the replies, and supporting me around it. The worst money spent, I didn't hire a PR agency, but I, I don't know. I think a lot of times they get the lowest hanging fruit. I got pitched one. It was $35,000. It probably could have been good. Stephanie Rosenblum Brody at Penguin actually has gotten some amazing shows, and she's with the publisher. She got CNBC Make It. She got Chris Williamson for Modern Wisdom. So I didn't end up spending 35000 on the agency. Stephanie was able to come through with it. I don't know. I don't feel like I've actually wasted that much money. I mean, part of Million Dollar Weekend is not spending a lot of money on things that don't work. It's spending no money and no time to find things that work so you can spend money on that. I'd say other good money we spent super early on was on Facebook ads. So we ran a lot. Talking thousands of dollars, probably 2,000 bucks on the cover of the book. And then once we found the cover that was the most clicked, we then chose the color of the book. And so that was invaluable because there's obviously intuition about what you like. You're going to see this, your product for a long time, but why don't you also have data to then support it? And the data showed that the final cover that you all are seeing, it was blue, yellow, and green were pretty much equivalent, specifically yellow and green. And the publisher was pushing on yellow and blue. And then I just like green. If you look at all the colors, I just love the color green. People are like, oh, the color of money. That's not the original intention. And then as well, we went and looked at bookstores and we did mock-ups and showed it to customers. And there's no green books. Like go look at a bookstore, specifically in the business section. This will be the only one you'll see. I'm, I'm sure you'll see more in the future. Just like every book now has the F word in it. You potty mouth, you, you dirty, dirty people. You're so naughty. 
So that is the five things marketing strategy that we did. I think that alone could be the whole episode. Let me give you a little bit more on the marketing because I do think this is a lot of stuff in your own business. Most people want to hear more marketing advice and that's also generally what I've been known for. Before I talk about that, I got to say, most businesses don't have marketing problems. They have business problems, meaning you don't have something that people really want. And we did a lot of validation on this book. So I was very clear that towards the end, as people got the book, I'm like, yo, this marketing is going to work. I just need to figure out how to get it into the right people's hands, who that person is, which is someone who wants to change your life and they want freedom. That's the word that a lot of people in the audience want. So in terms of the launch marketing, which is what Jenny was talking about, it's having a lot of that stuff lined up. I would say one of the things that was really interesting is having the content calendar of emails, this podcast, YouTube, and our social media dialed in at the beginning of the month. We definitely were late on that, and that's my fault. So from January 1st to February 2nd, which is three days after launch, every single piece of content was listed out. It wasn't fully flushed out and wasn't perfect at that point, but every single content was done because I don't have the capacity or the time to really be, okay, we have to come up, what are we gonna do today? So in your own business, if you're doing a launch of sorts, how ahead of it are you? Are you starting six months ahead? At Mint.com, I started a year ahead. And then as you actually do it, do you have everything dialed in? And we have every single piece of content listed out 30 days before it's even out. Now, one of the questions I always think about is that should you do a big-ass launch in your business? Like, all right, I'm coming out with these brownies. I gotta do a big-ass launch. I tend to say no. And the reason that is, is I like slow buildups and I don't like being surprised. And so the latter part is probably more important for you. I don't wanna go and put a lot of effort and a lot of work into something, release it, and then I have no idea how it's gonna do. And so with this book, specifically with our launch team who's been invaluable, through validating it with Tim Ferriss's blog post years ago that went super viral, through a lot of social media and through a lot of videos, like I have high confidence when I put this out, it's gonna do really well. But I don't like generally just hoping that one day something magically does well. My encouragement to you is that if you do do a launch, try to validate and get customers or readers very early on and be like, oh my God, this is so good. So when you do launch, you know it's gonna do really well. Otherwise, I would encourage you to do a small, slower rollout versus a huge launch. Jenny's next question number two, should I hire PR? Most people say everyone does it, everyone feels like it's a waste. Nope, I already talked about that. The best PR person is yourself. And I hate that because it's so many times I'd really like to hire an, a person to get guests for our shows. Almost every time it's a DM or it's myself, not to say it's only me, but it's me doing that work. That's definitely an advantage or using my name or my check marks or whatever the hell people have these days is the best PR that you can be doing. How did you decide who is going to be on your podcast to go lists? Good question. A lot of times I'm trying to use structured data. So how do you find lists? There is a site called Chartable that has some of this stuff. A lot of what I did is twofold. One, I made a list of every show I've been on and friends I have, because that's easier and I already know that I could probably ask them again. The second thing you can do is that if you're doing a book, go and Google an author from a month ago or two months ago. Go on YouTube and Google and search their name interview. So Ali Abdal, one of my very good friends, I love this guy. His book is awesome, Feel Good Productivity. I have five copies at home, literally. I just searched Ali Abdal interview and I looked on iTunes and then I looked on YouTube for everyone that he that interviewed him and I made a list of him. So that's number two. Two other ways that I was able to get lists of who shows I should be on, I asked my audience. So I asked the audience, I said, hey, are there any shows that you have or that you know them personally that you can recommend to me to be on? Again, you see how I'm just going back to what's already available and this is available for you too. So that was the third way. And then the fourth thing is after the end of shows, almost every single time now at the end of shows, and I got this tip from Nir Eyal, 
Uh, you can check his site out near y'all.com. Big shout out to him. He said, at the end of every show, I ask the podcast host, who's one show you think I should be on? This is, again, something I also teach in Million Dollar Weekend. How do you do referrals? Don't make business hard. Make it easy. And that's an easy cheat code. And so those have been the four ways that I've used to build out my list. And then I've prioritized it based on their social media following. So I go and then I, we had it hired a VA to pull their, their Twitter, their LinkedIn, their Instagram and YouTube to be able to sort which people we want to be connecting and communicating with. Now, one thing that Nir as well taught me that I thought was super valuable was have simple rules about what shows you'll go on. So for me, the rule that Nir recommended, which I use now, is the show has to have 100 shows, 100 reviews. And for me, they have to have an episode within the last 30 days because it's something they did years ago and they're trying to relaunch it. Probably don't want to be that person. And so a few people have agreed to that are starting out. And my ask for them was, can you buy a few copies to make it worth it for you and for me to come on the show and you could give away those copies to your listeners. But that is how we built out our audience, our show list for podcasts. Not everyone said yes. I had people definitely reject me. I've had people not reply and that's okay. In business, I think we get over obsessed on the rejection and we miss out on all the people who love us. And we miss out on all these people who are excited to help us. And there has been so many gorgeous, gorgeous people out there that made me feel truly loved, truly in doing Million Dollar Weekend. How are we using our launch team? Adam Grant's big on this. I know it's been nuanced, but it's been big. So the launch team has been one of the core successes of the book, specifically for you and your own business. I talked about this earlier, but how do you build your customers into your business process? The launch team has been invaluable. The back of the book cover, I sent them a Google Doc because the, the publisher was like, you have 24 hours to get it updated. They ripped it apart, as well as I looked at all the book covers of the most popular business books. And so especially the launch team after that was able to kind of keep giving me revisions very quickly. I had to do the inside flaps of the book. This is stuff I never thought about. I'm like, I'm just trying to help people start businesses in a very short amount of time. I'm looking for examples of people who use Shopify with Million Dollar Weekend, post the launch team, boom. There's been a lot of things. And what I've done with Tommy, which is, I think, super, super fun, two key things with the launch team. One, we send updates every single Friday, or sometimes if I miss Friday because I'm working, I'll send it Saturday Sunday, or Sunday or Monday. And those have been super good, just kind of telling people what's going on. People want to know what's happening. They like seeing what's going on in the kitchen. The other thing that's been invaluable with launch team is doing weekend cohorts. So every single weekend for six months, we've had five people for free read the book so they get an early copy of the book and go through the book. And for me, it's really helped me identify what parts of the book are good. We do a survey afterwards as well to ask them what, what they took away from the book. And what that's been helpful is one, I can see if what works in the book and what doesn't. And I have good material to then talk about on shows. And for them, they actually get an impact and to change their life, just like people like Pat, just like people like Felipe. And it's been fun because I'm like, oh man, does this work? And I'm like, hell yeah, it works. I'm seeing it every single weekend. A lot of times in business, specifically, a lot of gurus are like, you got to scale and go do ads. And this is the opposite. This is as manual as possible where I'm literally one by one working with people and seeing the impact or not of what the product is, is promising. And I think that's a really powerful thing in your own business. You know, mybodytutor.com, shout out my, one of my best friends, Adam. He knows his product works because he's seen it. I've used his product, it works. And so have that connection with your product and with your customers and I promise you you'll have some surprising results. What is my goal with the book? Number one, 1,000 reviews within launch month because I don't want to force that really quickly. I think we'll get spam marked. And number two, now that that's, we're, we're good on that, is to have 25,000 sales within launch week. What would I do differently with the marketing or the book? The main thing I would have changed is design within the book. There's cool photos of me as a kid, and, and I really like that. 
but I wasn't as aware, informed, educated, and I would have hired some really professional or famous designers just to do different doodles. Because I, I think those are always cool in book. Right now, the book is just, it's like tables, images of Noah as a fat kid. <laughs> so I would have spent money on that earlier on. Where do people buy large quantities of the book? So where most people buy large quantities, as we talked about earlier, is going to be from Porchlight. They used to be 800 CEO reads. Did you get any book sales or any of the marketing through speaking gigs? I did get offered a few times people saying, come to Panama to sell books. And one of the things, I don't know who told it to me, is you want to be mindful of the things you're committing to just to make a few sales today. <laughs> and it's like, do you want to go to Panama? Which actually might be kind of cool. It's just not something I want to commit to today. And so as I was doing the book marketing, I was trying to be very intentional to have a less things if I'm doing commitments, but having really good ones. So Tim Ferriss, he's getting the exclusive book launch. It's coming out Jan 24th on his show. And for one person who listens to his show, they're going to get an all expenses paid trip to hang out with me for Spain to do 48 hour weekend with me, whether they're starting or growing a business. So I'm doing that with Tim. I'm doing that with our audience as well. So for people who buy the bundle, you have to do the application. We're going to choose one person to have that opportunity as well. I just wanted to be mindful and especially I was talking with Charlie Hohen, who was one of the early editors of the book, and he, he's been super instrumental. We we're doing a lot, looking over a lot of the book marketing, and he asked this question that was really powerful. He said, what's actually fun for you? You know, he has this book called Play, and it's really well done, and, and I love Charlie. He was really helpful. And, you know, think about for yourself as you're doing your marketing. One, do you have a product you're excited? I'm proud of this book. It was hard. I was afraid of it. And, and now that I'm, I'm proud of it for myself, I'm excited to go share it. And so as you're doing your own marketing, we originally were like, I'm going to do a, a book tour. I'm going to go out of these cities and then I'm going to try to do every single show. And I was like, Charlie, do you want to do that? I was like, not, not particularly. And so really thinking about that for yourself in your own marketing of what are you excited to be doing? You know, there's a guy named Paul Millard. He wrote The Pathless Past. And so I've got the book, but I have not read it yet. And it's interesting with his book promotion, I talked to him a lot. And so one of the ways that I was able to get on a lot of shows and talk to a lot of people is I just ask for advice. And, and you hear that as a trick or as a tactic. Frankly, it's just really, really good. And so I'd, I'd reach out to people to be like, hey, can I get your advice on my book marketing? And I'd share how I'm doing it. And they'd be like, well, do this, do that. And by the way, I'll, I'll help you out too. And I was like, oh, cool. And I did want it. I wasn't trying to fake that. And Paul, what he was said was interesting around his book marketing was he would, he would gift a lot of books. And that's always an interesting one where you don't want to gift something, something they don't want. And Paul was really focused on the long game. So he wrote a, a solid book uh, for people thinking about how to approach life in a different way. He's not as thinking about a launch approach, but more of like, how do I have a book that you have one launch and then you just kind of keep promoting it over a very, very long period of time. Same as Hal Elrod on Miracle Morning, where he got to a million sales after a few years, which is pretty much rare. I don't know if you all know this, but if I sell 100,000 copies of this book, that's extremely successful. I don't know when I make my money back from the publisher. I told you guys about the advance where you get the money and then after we sell a certain amount of books, we get paid, I don't know, a dollar per book. And I share that with Tall. I honestly don't know the numbers. I never really asked. It was not, I know that sounds strange. It just was never my interest or the goal around the book. But someone like Paul and Hal, I really admire that they have a long approach. In terms of the marketing of things I like, the one thing I was considering was as we do the initial launch marketing, getting the book out there, there's a second launch probably around three months. So having a few shows not come out all in launch week and if they do at the end of the month uh, or three months later, I think that'll be a nice kind of second little spike of sales, ideally. We were talking about the list earlier. I just wanted to close the loop on that. With New York Times, what's, what's also crazy is you can have all these book sales and it's subjective. So they use a thing called book scan, which they have to pay. And that's why Wall Street Journal closed their list. 
But New York Times uses BookScan and other data from independent bookstores, which is like, how often is, is that stuff really happening? And they use data from independent bookstores. And then they could still subjectively decide not to have you on the list. So there's been guys like Brian Johnson from Arete, who, I don't know the numbers, but he said the numbers are super high and they just still didn't choose him, maybe because his publisher wasn't mainstream. I don't know. Again, it's not something I'm focused on. I think my book is, you know, it's something I'm proud of. It is the list. In terms of the uh, things I wanted to go into a little bit more detailed on, the launch team, the two ways I was able to build my launch team, and you could do this for any of your businesses. I think that's one of the key things is I'm, I'm sharing how to do this, what, regardless if you're doing a book or what any kind of marketing you are doing. The two ways I was doing my launch team was before the book ever launched, I said, hey, I'm going to write a book one day. If you're ever curious, just email me book at okdork.com. And I think it was maybe about 500 people emailed me. And it was just raising their hand. A lot of times as you're doing marketing, I, one of my favorite marketing books of all time is Seth Godin, Permission Marketing. You want the people saying, yes, I am interested. You don't want to just spam people. And you don't want to hit up people who aren't interested. So over probably about two years, I had people just message that email. And the other way that was, was helpful, just to get people to raise their hand, and then I'll fault, tell you how I was able to ask them to join the launch team. And a lot of you are probably on the launch team because you heard on the podcast, I said, hey, if you're interested in joining the launch team, go to book at okdork.com. The other way was I was going to send an email to the list like, hey, if you want to join the launch team to the noahkagan.com email list, reply. And I was like, let me just go to Twitter. And, and part of the book, one of the number one takeaways that people love is now, not how. Just let me go do it right now. And I was thinking, if I have to send an email, I have to write it up. We have to put it into sendfox.com. I have to send it. I have to wait. It's like, let me go to Twitter and just post it right away. And so I go to Twitter and I was like, and I wrote this message, hey, I'm going to join a launch team. You get behind the scenes. I'll help you with your business. You'll meet other people. You'll have accountability. And people seem to really enjoy the launch team. And again, this is the exact same thing I did at Mint. I still did this at AppSumo.com as well, which is getting your customers as a part of the process. And I posted, hey, and you can go see this tweet. Hey, if you want to join my launch team, send me an email. And I, was, I deleted that. And I was like, why don't you just DM me? And I'm going to do more work. It's a small nuance, but the thing that was a, a surprising thing, one, it's not surprising, surprising that people want to be a part of something. So that's cool. But two, they want to stay where they are. So if I'm on Twitter, just keep me on Twitter. So you will see a lot of, I would say, marketers. I don't think it was necessarily that, but it was, it was just like, hey, message me. And so people message me, and I just message them manually myself. I think Tommy helped with a few, but most of them was me. It was like, hey, DM me if you're interested in joining my launch team. And I think that was like 300 people. And so with the, the Twitter, I literally was just like Friday, Sunday nights. I don't work on, on Saturdays. It's the Sabbath. And so I just messaged everyone manually. And I was like, hey, thanks so much. If you're interested, I have a book launch team. Here's everything you get. All I ask is that you pre-order the book and you leave an honest review. Is that something you're interested in? Yes or no? Or I'd say game on. And people say yes. And some people be like, I thought you were going to give me the book for free. And, you know, it's funny because that stings. But you're also like, you know, I've noticed the people who do even pay a few dollars for something value it more. And I also apologize to people. I'm like, no, it, it, sorry if that it came across that way. That, that's not what I meant. And so with Twitter, it was manually messaging those people to get the launch team. And they all had to buy a book. I didn't care which version. For lists and stuff, yes, hard copies, U.S. matters. But frankly, if someone's interested, the number one way you sell books, and this is probably something I should have even said early on, the number one way you sell a book is a book. Think about the last book you really heard of. It's because you saw a tweet or because you saw a video or because you saw a friend who was like, yo, this is fire and you need to go listen to this book right now. And so I believe as long as the book is great and I get in someone's hands, I don't care the version it is and they'll tell other people who might buy the version that, that counts the list or not. And then with email, you can use different tools. So there's tools on AppSumo.com. There's MixMax. I used a tool called gmas.co. And what I did was everyone who had book at okdork.com, I created an email that would email them and say, hey, your name, thanks so much for your interest. Here's everything you're going to get. If you're interested, please reply game on. And if they replied game on, then I would message them back personally again, 
saying, hey, it sounds like you're great. Please go buy the book here and, l- and let me know. And so you're trying to do it in the medium that they're at. You're trying to make it as personal one by one, something I, I go through very in detail in Million Dollar Weekend, as possible. And that is individually how I think the, the launch team now is around 1,300 people. And my goal for the launch team, again, was, as I told you from the beginning of the show, was 1,000 reviews, and I wanted at least 1,000 in the launch team to be able to match that. And so your question was how many sales. So yeah, that, that's how sales would happen. But I, I'd say the value of, one, interacting with people, learning from people, helping people, sharing the, the journey with people has been invaluable more than the, the 1,000 plus sales that have come from people in the launch team. For people out there like Jenny, who you know, maybe one day is thinking about a book, or for others that are out there, I'm going to high level say, whether you're doing a book or whether you're doing any business, most people spend a lot of times on the business and not the marketing, or they spend a lot of times on the marketing and have a really crappy business. It does take a combination of both. If you do great marketing and it's a crappy product, take like AMC Movie Pass, like no one has that anymore, <laughs> or a lot of companies that aren't still around, or you have a great product, you've created an amazing product, but you're not telling anyone about it. I, I've seen, and I won't call them out, I've seen some actually solid books that they just didn't want to tell people. And so it's like being in the mirror and saying, I'm going to be rich or being at home waiting for a date. It just doesn't show up. You do have to put in some work to get momentum. And my approach was very early on to get a lot of validation, which is million dollar weekend process on the content. And then all along kind of in parallel, have the book really be focused on being great and get marketing going very early on. And that's, that's something you can do regardless of your businesses. If I had to summarize a lot of the marketing and, and things around, you know, million dollar marketing of a book, I would say it's quality, not quantity. And what I mean by that is that if you're doing a book, if you're doing a service business, anything out there, a lot of times people are like, how big is your subscribers? How many emails do you have? How big is your Twitter followers? And what I'm observing is that you don't actually need a lot of people to be successful. You just need a small group of people who care about you and are excited and benefit from the things that you're doing. And that could be fish tanks, that could be gardening, that could be software, that could be a content business, that could be a painting business like Casey who's out there, Carly who's out there. And so focus more on the quality of your interactions with your audience and the engagement. So when you're posting a tweet or when you're posting a video or when you're sending an email or when you're messaging people, how much do they actually give a shit about you? How many times are you replying to their comment? How many times are you replying to their email? I talked to this guy, Tom Works yesterday, or I just saw an email from a guy named Austin. I've emailed back all every time. I almost reply every single time on everything because I like it. And I also think that's more fun for everyone. And I do think a testament, and we'll see how the book does, and I can't control the outcome of all these numbers that we're talking about, but I can control how much I'm engaging with people and helping people. And at the end of the day, I do think that will produce solid results for this book or frankly for yourself, whatever business that you're a part of. If you have other questions you want to see more, let me know. Grab a copy of the book at milliondollarweekend.com. And I think at some point, maybe three months or so, we'll release like the full marketing plan. You'll see our email flows. We have autoresponders. We have review emails. You can see the landing page. You can see maybe some of the behind the scenes of how we got to these decisions because I think that's just as interesting as the decisions themselves. The spreadsheets that we use to track all this. We have the thousand reviews that I talked to you, which is our number one goal. The dream 10 list and then our next 150-ish list. Who are we going for bulk buys? Man, how we did our tracking on the numbers to work backwards from the 25,000 number target to see what actually get there. Tracking for the launch team. I think for all of us out there, and, and I'll leave it with this, I was, I was in therapy and, and I want us all to be proud of ourselves. And I would say this book for me made me feel like I can do something hard and I can be proud of myself and I can share that everyone else out there can do that too for themselves. And so find the thing, whether it's being a parent, whether it's writing a book, whether it's whatever business you're excited about and do something that you're proud of and then think about from the marketing, like who is that customer and where are they and how do I get excited to go and share that message with these people and 
You may not make a bunch of sales every day. You might get rejected. And that's part of this process. And you can smile while that happens and realize there are a lot of other people that are excited to help you on your journey. And so thank you. Thank you, Jason, for doing the editing. Thank you, every other one of your listeners and buyers of the book. And, and more importantly, the people taking action for yourself and how you're changing your own life. I love you and I'll see you out there. That is a wrap. I hope you love the episode as much as we did sharing the exact behind the scenes of this marketing. We should sell this in a course on absolutely.com, but we didn't. We gave it away for free to you to get you going on your own journey. Go support the book and myself and yourself. The exclusive are going to go away. I know people are going to be emailing me and say, hey, can I still get it? I'll say no. You got to just take action right now and go grab the book, milliondollarweekend.com. Grab two so you and a buddy can do it this weekend and change your own lives. Next, text a friend you love them. Yo, dog, let's go to the Million Dollar Weekend together this weekend. Before you go, tweet at me, slide in my DMs at Noah Kagan and let me know what you thought of this episode. And I'd love feedback about what you think about the marketing I'm doing externally. Finally, a couple of shout outs to the amazing team who helped put this together. Thank you to Jason at podcasttech.com for doing these show notes. Thank you to Jeremy, Cam, Tommy, Sylvie, Dylan, Jay from the Dork Team for all the magic y'all doing. Everyone at AppSumo really holding it down. Someone asked me in a Twitter thread today, uh, as part of our marketing plan, how are you doing the book, YouTube, and AppSumo at the same time? And I'm like, not well. So thank you to all the people that are supporting me in my life, and I'm doing my best to support you in your own, as well as you, my favorite gorgeous listener. Have a tremendous day. What's your favorite theme park? <laughs>